0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in this week as we dig into a whole new leg of the journey. It's really a challenging thing to try and describe and lay out this sort of place in a way that's enjoyable from a listening perspective. I don't know, I think I did a pretty decent job, but you'll notice that we start or have started using Roll20 and Maps. I'm not sure yet if that's something I'm going to keep doing moving ahead, but I thought, hell, let's give it a shot. So how about you let me know what you think? If you want to get right at it, you can jump to the 11-minute mark. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Previously on Knucklebutts. The butts killed some time on the Yaruka, or the Uraka. I think it's changed five times since we've established the name of it. Ah, yes. The butts killed some time on the Urukai in the rec room, where Rafe, the Breaker, explained that Lawson Aklo, the very Lawson Aklo that tried to assassinate Galtier was a primary donor to the ship's construction and the ship's primary healer. As it turns out, he was sent to the brig after the assassination attempt, but was released when the Echo Dragon attacked and his abilities were yet required. The Butts then reached the Maelstrom and witnessed the Black Void up close, like an obsidian moon resting upon the water's surface. When they approached they noticed a gross ring of algae and rotting corpses at the perimeter of this black hole reminding us how deadly the maelstrom can be upon finding the hole in the storm created by the crashing meteorite gaultier mission impossible down to get a glimpse inside he saw calm seas and a small island of the lumen sanctum with the immense coral lighthouse of Vale towering above bone boys scalades osteo NBs, trans talai, chitin kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between. Welcome back. To Knuckle Bones.
0: Oh, it's, bon, it's, bon, it's,
1: bon, it's bon. <laughs> You guys remember um, the Ying Yang Twins? <laughs> Refresh my memory, please.
2: How could how could anyone forget?
1: I the only reason I remember the Ying Yang Twins is because of the Bing Bong Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone remember the Bing Bong Brothers?
0: I have never heard of the Bing Bong Brothers. Can you oh, sing me a, a song of their people?
3: Sing me a song of the Bing, Bing Bong, Bong Brothers. Brothers.
1: Um, <laughs> the Bing Bong Brothers were the Lonely Island parody of the ying yang twins
0: okay all right so they had
1: i think just one song where it was just called the bing bong brothers
0: can you sing me a song of the people of the ying yang twins i know who Um, they are but i don't know i can't think of their
1: music off the top of my head
3: no
1: uh, the it was just the whisper song
3: (laughs) that's
0: a trick question nobody knows any of their music
1: that's fair enough they've probably (laughs) both died (laughs)
2: <laughs> the Whisper Song was, I think, the only like kind of breakthrough thing. Yeah, that, that was the thing that like made them a name we all know. But
1: that was like 2006, 2007. I
2: don't. But nobody remembers them because it's it's what another one of those like songs that gets really popular for some reason that everyone loves for like three months and then sort of just goes away. Oh, like yeah. Grills?
1: Yeah, they, they like call those one like, hip hop song between 2006 like... and 2010. <laughs>
2: Like like yeah. Ghost riding the Whip, you know, a thing that happened that uh, we all wish didn't happen.
1: I... That led to the death of multiple children. Oh dear. So, <laughs> what does the Lumen Sanctum look like?
3: Dead children, dead children. Fucking fuck.
0: <laughs> thanks, thanks for the segue. I appreciate it.
1: You yeah. <laughs> know. I'm here to please.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm Guys, guys. Oh. Mikey?
1: Are you gonna drag them for their uh, not wanting to talk about sex in public thing?
3: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to, but I think we should put them on blast for it now. Well, hold on, if you're about um, to
2: drag me, let me make a point about One Hit Wonders then. Cause I recently went to a weird uh, jam session, like a bunch of, uh, you know, white dudes in their 30s playing guitars and singing together. <laughs> um and someone unironically was just like yo let's play a bunch of uh marcy playground and i've had sex and I candy stuck in my sex head and,
1: candy. and yeah i was
2: trying to explain to someone because because uh, my friend is like a, a real fan of them as a band and i was like oh they're one of those kind of like meme bands uh and not and he was like they're not a meme man i was like "No, no no but they're like there's not a better word for it, but like bands that are emblematic of a certain time period. So like oh. almost whenever you bring up that band, everyone's like, ah, uh, yes, the year. And they like fill in the, you know what I mean? Cause they Correct, have this yeah. like, their identity. are tied I
3: remember band. being yeah. a little girl asking my mom if I was allowed to say, when singing along to that song in the car. Mm. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yellow card and... is the year 2003. Just the just the whole the whole right artist,
0: band? <laughs>
3: the whole is the band is that is the band
1: is that the band or the song? Oh hell yeah, it is Gwen Stefani, nineteen ninety nine. Mm.
0: You're good yeah. at this. Holy yeah. smokes! Well, no doubt. It was... No doubt it was ninety four.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Damn, well,
0: I don't. I, I didn't come off with of the confidence that Max had. This, this is, is a tragic oh.
3: kingdom. Wasn't ninety four. I think it was.
1: I feel like this is a good game. It's just like you name a you have to name <laughs> you name a band and you're just like, what is the year that they represent? Yeah. ACDC, 1984.
0: No, 88. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say 89. Yeah, late yeah. 80s, definitely for it's ACDC. It's weird because
2: it's it it is often the same as that's when their maybe most famous single or whatever got released, but it isn't always that, right? Mm. It's that thing where it's like, uh. I'm trying to think of a good example of this where like, you know, musicians either play a throwbacky sound, or they like, don't get famous immediately or, you know what I mean? Whatever. And it's just like, Oh, actually you just sound like this thing from not the time when it was also popular. <laughs> like,
1: like, would we yeah. say that, uh, uh, who's the Lauren Hill? Is she 2022 or is she 1987? Oh, damn. Right.
0: You're talking, you're talking with Stranger Things girl, right?
1: Yeah, the person Wait, that made like
2: what does Lauren Hale have to do with Stranger Things? Uh, running up think- that hill, isn't that a Kate Bush song? Yeah. Oh, Kate Bush. Yeah, Kate Bush. Oh, my God. I, was, I was trying to I'm think. Really I, I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't, no, I couldn't I think of the like, real I was artist. like,
3: what are we talking about? Sorry.
1: <laughs> wow. That was the dumbest shit I think I've really said like in confused. months. I
3: was
2: I was literally like, I was like, Lauren Hill put out an album this year? Like, that's crazy. No, oh, I don't wow. even know who Lauren me. Hill is.
1: I was talking to someone about Lauren Hill. And, yeah, sorry. Literally <laughs> earlier today. And so that's why they were in my brain.
0: All I'm going to say is Bush, Bush. is Bush is 80s and '22. <laughs> it's making a comeback, you know what I mean? But
2: I don't think I don't think that quite qualifies Bush The like, band or Kate no,
3: Bush No. No, just Bush push the, Just Bush. I think, President I think that's a different or, thing
2: though cuz if I I could play you a Matchbox 20 song Columbia. that you don't know and you'd go,
3: 2001. Yeah. True. I could play
2: you any Pearl Jam song. And you'd be like, oh, oh yeah, 96. 1993. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, There's like a sound of an era that is like one of my... I, I think that's just an interesting conceit. It just like happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Ooh. I uh, I recently learned about
1: um, Sufjan Stevens and then went into a whole thing uh, re... Uh, listening to elliot smith and everything and then i read an article about how like elliot smith is and like all those very soft quiet like sad albums of the late 90s and early 2000s are like a response to grunge and mm-hmm. how like then the response to though that music that got really popular was like the fucking kind of Nickelback, but also like bubblegum pop. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, and then it like, it, it, yeah, it's just really interesting how, like, basically the major music of like five to 10 year chunks is always a reaction to the previous five to 10 years. Hmm.
0: And I wonder when we're uh, going to get our new Rage Against the Machine then, because I've been waiting.
2: Uh, it's, it's Run the Jewels, baby. Run the Jewels? Oh, yeah. I never heard of that before. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, Killer Mike, obviously way more directly hip hop. It's not like a rock band so much, uh, but they literally have featured Zach la Roque on the last couple albums, and it's uh, I, my personal favorite thing in hip hop that's going right now. Hmm. Okay, ELP, Killer Mike, dope as fuck. They're touring uh, with Rage Against the Machine right now. <laughs> oh wow! Oh
1: yeah, they came to Portland a couple uh, like last month, and it, apparently it was an amazing show. Speaking of hip hop, uh, Gaultier. How are you hopping down into the maelstrom to make sure that we see what's going on at Lumen Sanctum?
2: Well, you see the thing I love about rap music. No, oh God, can't oh, imagine Jesus. Jesus I just wish there was more of that bluegrass.
3: Excuse me, uh, Austin, could you stab me, please? Just right, right in the ear. If he's going to keep on this path. <laughs> I cannot tolerate listening to him rapping. The drums are
2: too loud, and there's too much bass.
1: My money don't need jiggle. It folds.
2: You know what kind? I like a spoke. I like a Charlie Daniels sort of.
1: (laughs) Oh god! (laughs) Was Charlie Daniels the first Southern rapper?
2: (laughs) No, what's weird is actually. Interesting, like to what you were just talking about, I actually just watched this thing that was like a history of uh, it's really sort of like spoken word music and storytelling and stuff, but it's these like way earlier precursors to rap from like the 20s and 30s that just like sort of fell out of fashion and then eventually came back. But there's some shit that like from the late 20s you can find now that you would listen to it and you would think it was from like the 70s. It sounds exactly like early hip hop, except uh, a, you know, a little more just old timey because of recording methods or whatever. Mm. But it's another thing I... where you're like, "Whoa!" Like if if this was slightly more disco influenced, this would just be like Sugar Hill again. You know what I
0: mean? You know what I think of when I think of rap?
1: The wraps I... on the bodies of the corpses that are buried in Lumen Sanctum.
0: I was gonna say Gaultier being wrapped up in Babatha's rope of climbing, but mm. now that you mentioned the wraps in the bodies in Lumen Sanctum, that's definitely something we should think about. So. Mm. So, anyways, on that note, Babitha's Rope of climbing. Can we talk about this for a second? What a clutch piece of equipment. That's all. Yeah. Right?
3: <laughs> what a clutch like, piece I, of equipment. I recognize that it is definitely, you know, not, it has been, you know, used in such a way that like maybe is not how it was intended, but it has become such a like clutch piece and I think is something that... Like, I understand why artificer, how artificers really have to utilize things in order to be of use. And so that's I mean, kind of my version of a buff, is having, you know, yeah. rope of climbing.
2: I mean, counterpoint, if you don't use your rope of climbing to Mission Impossible at least once, like, what the fuck are you even doing? You shouldn't have a rope of climbing. You
3: really shouldn't basically have a rope of
2: climbing. Like, like, go play your crunchy bullshit game. I don't care. Yeah, Mission yeah. impossible with your cool fucking rope. That's what we're rule, all here to rule do.
0: Rule of cool, baby. Rule of cool. So, set the scene a little bit, a little bit of dressing here. Babatha's robe of climbing is ascending now with Galtier wrapped on the end of it. To everybody except for Babatha, who's watching through the captain's umbral spyglass, it looks like Galtier just plunged into the thickest, blackest, densest storm cloud any of you have ever seen. Nobody should ever survive a plunge like that, but he ascends, none the worse for the wear. And as, Galtier, you are ascending, everybody up on the deck feels this, like, palpable silence. And you're looking up as you're, like, kind of craning your neck as you're coming back up, looking up, and there's just dozens of people staring over the handrail. Like, everybody, the whole side of the ship, is trying to get eyes on you to see what the hell just happened. And then... The captain shouts, operating positions! And almost all of these people like immediately clear out. All of the faces disappear. There's scuffling on the deck, people running back to their positions. And you're sort of dangling there in the air just above, maybe like just on the outside of the maelstrom now. And I will leave agency in your guys'
1: hands. Uh, Liza cuts the rope. Done. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what is that like maximum 10 d6 damage or something
2: okay it's cool bro i got oh. i got a, i got a second wind i'll be fine oh wait <laughs> you're
0: just know. gonna fall into water at this point so you'd probably survive um,
3: well actually um actually
2: right, so the rope is, the rope is automatically pulling me up right
0: yeah I mean I, I give you agency to say like if you don't want to come all the way up or if you want to pop back down or whatever you can kind of shout back up and let everybody know what, you, what you're what you thinking and also you guys can talk to Galtier now
2: yeah I think because I, think, um, I yeah this is the first time I've come back out so I want to I wanna go all the way up and Galtier would just sort of like pop over the side rail um, and like give um, Babs like a nod just for the, the rope doing what it's supposed to do and say um, well now it seems that I, I was able to pass through safely obviously I made it back here and well I believe if we were to uh, try to make a passage in this ship we would go through just fine there's uh, there's the world on the other side of that thing I think it's this one still, Hmm. Uh, but certainly uh, there are dangerous forces at play here. Did you bear
0: witness to any uh, danger on the other side? Anything to be aware of? Perhaps a giant echo dragon?
1: Wouldn't it just be a regular dragon over there?
0: I don't know. I've never been over there myself. That's just oh, it. There was oh.
2: no, no dragon echo or not. Uh, and, and I and I think, to your point, Liza, that it, it would in fact still be an echo dragon even after we cross this barrier. It, it seems to be our world still, though uh, it's hard to tell. Nothing appeared to me to be different.
0: Yeah, one one main note. Uh, looking around with the ember or the umbral spyglass that uh, Babatha has is like when you're looking into Umbros through this thing. Like all of this ocean is frozen, and mm-hmm. what you saw on the other side of the maelstrom was not frozen.
2: Yeah, and because like it, it did appear to be as if like the maelstrom <laughs> is this like protective barrier. But once you're through it, it still seems like we're in our world. We're just right. on the other side of this like dome. Actually. I don't know if you maybe you did or didn't describe this. Could I see like outside of the maelstrom while I was in it, or was it like like yeah. you know Truman Show? <laughs> like no, rain? no.
0: I yeah, you can see outside of it. You would still be able to okay. see like that ring of algae and and
2: all, all the sort of like dead yeah all the junk. And shit. yeah yeah. So you, you would be on, able Galtier, to see that. Guys, here would describe all of that and sort of give everyone the rundown of like uh, very very brief like. Lay out of the island where the lighthouse was. Like, just like, yo, this is what we're working with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then say, so I I believe we could take this entire expedition in there if we so chose. But of course, risking this uh, fine piece of aerial craftsmanship might be a little bit beyond the pale. What do y'all think?
1: Is it time for, like, excavation or... Spelunking. We should go spelunking one at a time through hole.
3: I mean, I, Leb and I would obviously. Uh, oh, you could fly. A, a stride, hubbub. Correct.
2: Um, right. uh, Did we ever establish what the uh, like uh, small boat situation was? Do they fly <laughs> or not? Uh,
0: I don't think that the dinghies
2: on this airship fly. Anyway, probably they're just regular dinghies.
0: Do okay. they have yeah.
3: parachutes? <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, sure, of course, they're equipped with parachutes.
3: I'm imagining, like, Operation the <laughs> Drop. You have to have Jimbo some drop, sort of, Yeah.
2: But... That would be incredible. Oh. That's very funny. But that would be a, a pretty terrible planet in a sense that we'll never be able to get back out.
0: If you would like to act as a forward scouting party, this could be arranged, but I would urge the utmost caution, the dangers that... We can't even fathom the dangers down inside of there.
3: I mean, listen. If you want to all go together, we can, I and mean, that's fine. Um, you know, as long as you are all clear that uh, upon collection, custody of the um, uh, sapphire, the, the blue, the white, what stone?
2: It's a meaty ore.
3: Right. I yeah. can't remember what color. Is it blue like Astervale? Or is it that white? would make
0: a lot of sense, wouldn't okay, it? Okay,
3: I can't remember. Listen, we've, we've changed some colors around a few times. I'm just just trying my best. I've seen some shit, you guys. Did you see that huge fucking spectral dragon? Like, I just feel like no one really takes the time to talk about the impact of trauma. This repeated exposure to traumatic events is having on everyone's psyche, but it's fine. It's fine if you all want to go together. That's fine. The point is that the stone must come into our possession. That's the whole deal. Like we're happy Man, to like he, let you guys be. Ba- I mean, let you guys be the scouting parties.
2: But he, um, here's my my primary concern: if we go as an advanced group, how will we get back out?
3: Well, I've got a broom, so. Well, she has so a broom.
2: I, Right, well, so I that, can
3: that, get out. I don't know uh-huh. about you, darling, but... Uh,
2: yeah, that, well, I was assuming that we would all travel together.
3: Well, see, I was hoping that one of these little boats would have some sort of propeller. It'd be like a little Jetson-style pod, <laughs> and then apparently the gods well, just did not see fit. I do think that they have parachutes, so we could feasibly parachute down in a boat... Uh, That, again, doesn't really solve the problem of getting back, but at least, you know, getting down's an option.
1: We have plane shift.
3: We also have access to magic. I, listen, you know how he feels about the magic, Lysa. He gets all all healthy about it.
2: What, what, why why would shifts in a plane even help us? What, are you going to do some carpentry while we're down there? Hey. Hey. Galtier. Oh, dear. Can you just not?
1: No. You are great. You're you
0: are quite brave, my friend. But you have a lot to learn.
2: Well, now, if one of y'all would just tell me what the hell you are talking about, we are traveling to a potentially
1: different plane of existence, and we have spell that takes us between planes.
2: Well, yeah, but will it take us between hats? Um,
1: yes. No.
0: Absolutely, but perhaps with a bit more probing around of the uh, opening here that we have discovered, uh, uh, perhaps we fly simply fly uh, the Yaruka through. Is an option. Yaruka. Sometimes you got to make stuff up as it, you're going. It, take it, it from me. It seems,
2: it seems like we got to take this boat with us. It's, I'm so sorry. This ship with us.
0: You guys, you guys have full agency. If you want to, like, take some of these dinghies down and. Maybe they'll. Maybe you can have them bring the ship
2: afterwards or something,
0: like give them a chance to we, probe around and make sure that it's safe to enter,
2: and you guys can like parachute down in a dinghy. Do we even have a way to communicate with them though?
3: Well, do they have any cauldrons on board?
2: What about like a big pot? <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a big pot? I gotta cook a lot of food on the ship, right?
0: I don't think you're gonna find anybody with the particular capabilities that you're looking for there.
2: Okay, so I, I mean, like, I don't know. Do you guys have any other uh, tricks? Because I think that we kind of can't. I think we have to bring the ship with us just to be able to get back to the ship.
3: I mean, all I'm saying is I have a thing that says I can build the right tool for a job, but it just feels like I should spend an hour building a cauldron that we can call these people.
0: <laughs> what's what's your ability? Uh, yeah, that I mean that yeah, doesn't flex, seem like it's pretty a, fitting. Yeah.
3: Flex on a batch Tell me what.
0: Tell me what your ability is. Read it to me.
3: It's called the right tool for the job. At (laughs) a third level artificer, you have learned how to produce exactly the tool you need. With thieves tools or artisans tools in hand, which I have both, you can magically create one set of artisans tools in an unoccupied space within five feet of you. So it's a specific thing. I'd be making artisans tools, not I can't just craft a thing. This creation requires one hour of uninterrupted work, which can coincide with a short or long rest. Though the product of magic, the tools are non magical and they vanish when you use this feature again.
1: What is the, uh, if we were to go from deck well, of the-
3: Wait a sorry. second here. It's Amongst waiting. artisans tools.
1: Is a cauldron for calling.
3: Is like convenient. cooks utensils, potters tools. She is a potter. That is her background. She is a guild artisan, so she could definitely make a clay cauldron. Okay,
0: okay, okay. You're you're trying really hard for this, so Butter I'll, I'll make it. <laughs> I'll make a consolation with you. Here's the deal: you can make a cauldron that will allow for a. a, a we'll call it a burner cauldron. If you use it too many times, it'll burn up. So. That's you all can... the cauldrons on cauldron calls. They melt. <laughs> so
3: are <laughs> still working out the kinks.
0: <laughs> so you can yeah. make your you can make your cauldron to communicate with the ship. However, the only person aboard that is going to be competent enough using any kind of magics to make it work is Lawson Acklo himself.
3: Well, I hate that guy though. Well actually, I well, mean I don't nah, really we'll have we'll any galt, except that he stabbed galt here. Um, is he like in charge of the ship then that's the whole idea here is that we're just gonna he gets to make the calls I
2: I don't believe we could trust him to relay our messages to the captain to be perfectly honest
3: well then I don't want to waste my time I suppose it just seems like they're really it just seems seems like like the cards are really stacked against me here and maybe I should just move on from this idea that I'm hyper focused on
2: could Hubbub get us down there safely? Oh,
3: of course, yes. He could fly back and forth so and take we, each of us took, down to the ground.
2: If we took turns heading down, we could get ourselves down to the island and perhaps buy the Uruk enough time to do their due diligence before they come through, but we could also be secure in the knowledge that we have uh, reinforcements, as it were, on their way.
3: I mean that sounds fab to me guys is that something <laughs> that uh, she says She the guy she's referring to hubbub and blab, not, uh, <laughs> not to everybody and uh, blub and hubbub both kind of shrug you know one one's a, a quarterstaff broom cane um but it still shrugs uh it's like the fantasia brooms have i discussed this before anyway uh
1: <laughs> I All right, d- well,
3: let's go then. Who's up first? I Actually, am- I, I'm gonna take here down first because we can leave him alone. He can stab stuff if something gets. But like, I don't want to leave Blev down there by by himself, you know, and it would just make more sense to set.
1: I was just curious how what the distance between uh, the deck of the Yoruka and then dropping rope through the hole mm-hmm. down to the island. like is that like a 500 foot distance? Is that a hundred foot distance? Probably more. you're probably looking about maybe half
0: a mile down oh so shit. so you're you're at like the, the the 10 o'clock portion of this of this sphere where the hole is. So yeah. you would drop straight down into the ocean about half a mile and from that point it's about a mile to get to the island itself. So it's a ways off from where you guys oh, actually shit. are. This this maelstrom is huge even just in comparison to this island. Yeah. Okay. Like it's a few miles wide and the island itself is is maybe a mile long. Well, I think you guys going down as an away team is a great idea because that would give it would give a sensible amount of time for the ship to probe around in this space and make sure yeah. that they that they can get through without risk.
1: Yeah, okay. And, you,
0: like, you guys can pop down and check check things out and and sort of establish a landing point or whatever you guys want to do down there.
2: You know what, though? Not a bad idea. Yeah, is Hubbub smart enough that we can tie shit to him and send him, like, he has some yeah. agency, right? Yeah. yeah. Is Hubbub a he? I don't know why I assigned a pronoun to a broom.
3: Yeah, Hubbub, a he. Hub, a broom. Hubbub uses a he um, a pronouns.
2: It's a giant dick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Nice point. Um, yeah, that's actually not a terrible, like, SOS thing, too, is, like... yeah. We can look at launch hub, Hubbub out. Because my worry with trying to actually evacuate people with Hubbub is that, like, we're, you know, somewhere between a half and three quarters of a mile away from the ship when we're on the island, like... Going to the island, fine. If shit hits the fan, we're not getting out of there, right? Like, whoever's left behind is fucked.
0: No. Yeah. So, we establish you as an away team. We continue our probes around the hole and make sure that it is safe to enter. And as
1: soon as we determine that it is, we will slide, huh? Well,
2: that all sounds fine.
1: I am not the leader, but I approve.
3: But I approve this message. Correct. So I, I it- can carry up to 400 pounds, so I could fly.
1: All told, I believe all of my shit on my body, including my body is about 210 pounds
3: well so i could fly you and blap down together i think the three of us would be all right gang gang and then i'll come back for galtier or i'll do no sorry take Gaultier first he's fine we'll take him first with him and then we'll come back the three of us
1: sounds good to me
0: okay well goodbye we could just say that if there's any sort of strategy talk, Galtier, Galtier is you're going to come back to pick up Galtier, so Galtier can discuss with uh, the captain yep. and Dizzy, maybe whatever kind of tactics they might want to establish, and we can we can retcon that as the time draws near that we're going to need to do that as well. So, um, let's figure out where you want to what you want to do here. So when you fly down towards Lumen Sanctum, so. There's not a lot to see from the sky, not really. The majority of the island is covered in like dense woods, um, but there are two settlements that you can, sort of settlements that you can see. The sanctum itself is comprised of this gated courtyard that has buildings along the perimeter and the towering lighthouse that juts hundreds of feet up into the air that rests right at the southeast corner of the compound and at the bottom of a hill just like a, a gradual easy hike is a quaint small village uh, this looks like where the people themselves would have lived and all of these like I said it's a fairly small island so where you would land on shore there's you know the dock that leads to the village is very short so it's it's right up next to the ocean so well what do you think based on that Where where do you guys want to try to sort of land at down at the at the village at the bottom, there is like some clearing. There's a gate or there's a wall that kind of surrounds the building that's as you're flying around, you see it's sort of deteriorated and crumbling at this point. But outside mm. of that gate is like a hundred yards all the way around the village of cleared trees. Um, and then after that it's just dense. Where it's woods. cleared,
2: does it look overgrown still? Like like, does it look like it's, like, it was cleared a long time ago and the trees haven't grown back, but other stuff's all over the place? Or does it look, like, clear? You know what I mean?
0: I'll tell you what. While you guys are flying up over, give me perception checks.
2: hey Here we go. Ooh, that's really good. That's a uh, 22 for Galtier. 21 for Liza. Hmm.
3: 19 for Babatha. Oh,
1: cool, 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 cool. And... A 73 for Blep.
3: Right, I believe that is going to be a twelve for Blep.
0: Everybody except Blep is privy to all of this information. Essentially, as you're flying over this this village, this is a. It looks like an old abandoned village. It doesn't look like this is somewhere that anybody lives right now. All of the buildings that are there are withered and rotting away, covered in moss or fallen over. You can see where there might have been small clearings in the village that are now like overgrown with this dense forest and specific to your question gaultier this clearing between the the wall and the forest looks like maybe it had been used as farmland at one point so it had been tilled and cropped and now that sort of has grown over there's not trees in the space but there's you know unkept grass and
2: and foliage uh, and from from our vantage point as we're coming in we can't do can we see any signs of like an impact or anything
0: 21. Babitha and... Yeah, Babatha and Liza, give me Arcana checks.
3: A 25 for
1: Babatha. Okay. 18
0: for Liza. So you guys are flying around this whole space, kind of trying to get the aerial view, maybe, of what's going on here, and you don't at first see where an impact might have happened, but... As you fly higher to get a better view of the lighthouse itself, you're flying towards the lighthouse, and, Babitha, you feel from hubbub. You feel like a... And you sort of start to stall. And you fall a little bit, and your reaction... You're smart enough to know, pull away, pull away, pull away. You pull away and you know right away there's some sort of anti-magic field around this lighthouse.
3: Mm. Okay, well, we need to report that back to the airship right away.
0: That said, again, as you're flying around it, you don't see any direct location where this impact might have happened.
3: Well, right now Um, I'm worried about there being an impact of a certain airship that's being fueled by magic if it gets too close to this thing, so. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I think knowing that, probably we land Closer to the village and walk up to the tower, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe, maybe immediately send that message to the airship. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's a really good idea. The the broom was dexterous enough that you were able to pull away from it, but a, a big, slow, lumbering ship might not be able to pull themselves away yeah. in time. Yeah, and that's a task that Hubbub is up to. You write a note on Hubbub and send I mean, him away.
2: I I, don't, I mean like, like we're a little fuzzy on timeline here. I don't know when we're doing this like recon to look at if we were all on the ground or not. But like, I also think like if we wanted to spend the extra couple minutes to have a person go deliver that message, I don't think that's a bad way to go. And and then and then okay. and then start our exploration proper. You know. So who's gonna go up to take the message? I just assume Babs because you're flying back and forth.
0: Babitha? Right? Yeah. yeah. Babatha zips up, and keep in mind this is like nighttime, this is like midnight, dead of night at this point, when you guys arrived at the Maelstrom and started doing your testing. Mm. Babitha zips up to the ship, and Babitha, you see as you you're chat with the captain and let him know what's going on, what you've discovered, you're seeing that there's like not only is Dizzy and all of the all of the ship crew up on the deck, but there's like a really large number of soldiers on the deck, all sort of standing in, in rank and file, spears in hand, just like ready.
3: Hmm. Hmm. What did you find? Oh, fascinating! Anyway, there's some sort of anti-magic field. I don't want the ship to get too close. I feel like you find the safest area. Is she amphibious? Can you put her down in the water or do you need her to let to land on... The land?
0: The Uraka is definitely amphibious. It can go anywhere.
3: Uh, then I suggest uh, perhaps... Taking her uh, not near the lighthouse, mind you, but near perhaps where those docks are. Those, that seemed not to be dangerous. We're, we're going to put down over there uh, as well.
0: Understood. I will see you down there. Bye. Love
3: you. Bye. I mean...
1: Bye, Mom. And
0: then Babitha is, <laughs> is back down Shit. in Shit. the village. So the docks themselves kind of lay at the south side of... Of this island, and this island is sort of shaped like a like a hard L, maybe maybe like a, a crescent shape, maybe. Okay. And down on the southern edge, uh, shaped like a boomerang, down on the southern edge of the island is these the a small set of docks, probably used more for uh, well, much smaller ships than the Uraka for sure. Um, and right off of that that dock system, a hundred yards leads up towards the wall around the small village and immediately to the left as you're approaching are these these fields that go around the village shape. Hmm. Can I have a perception check? You may. Hmm. You may. It's
3: 12 for Bab, isn't it? 12 for Blip, actually. Hmm.
1: 11 for Liza.
3: We're really hung up on the shape of this island.
0: I I can tell. Uh, <laughs> you guys that, are arguing that's... about it as you're wandering around, and you don't can't notice anything else. Well, is that the no, crescent
1: no. or is that an L? No, Fine. it's like a, it's like a hard L, not like a regular L, like a hard one. This is our version of <laughs> it, it, hard, dude. This is our definite. This is our version of is the dress golden blue <laughs> or white and blue or whatever it was.
3: <laughs> Is it an
0: L or is it a crescent? What was your perception, here
2: Ten. Oh, my oh, God. okay.
0: You guys walk up the path towards this village, and this wall, as I've said, the wall is sort of crumbling and decayed and covered in moss and grime at this point. And there's an obvious gate that goes in, despite the fact that the wall is falling apart, and there's a big arch that spans the width of the gate above where an old wooden sign is crumbling to pieces Mm. and illegible
2: at this point. Well, now, it seems to me that this uh, lighthouse and and the potential uh, arcane measures protecting it are a first source of uh, interest, but perhaps we should also take a look around here at this uh, domicile, this village, see what's what's going on here. Do we have... Any information we've gleaned so far from our records about what what sort of things might have been going on around here?
0: Y'all are kind of raw dogging it, I think.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I, like, that was kind of a Matt question in Galtier's voice, where I was like, shit, I don't Man, think we were trying to we make some we...
3: assumptions about the luminous and Lumen Sanctum, and whether or not the two were related, but it was all speculation, nobody really knows. Everyone's kind of got a big question mark when it comes to this place, so... Yes, but it appears that there's this anti-magic field in place. I don't believe that we are alone, although it does appear that perhaps when the Metal Storm came up, this uh, community lost its means of... uh, well, access to the outside world. So, now
2: is that that field is something you have to maintain normally?
3: Well, I mean, I would think there. I mean, there might be some glyphs involved, but I would expect those glyphs would need maintaining. But then again, if there's no, we've kind of got a unique microclimate here with the maelstrom so I suppose it's. It's possible,
2: but I'm gonna go look at some of these houses. <laughs> um, I would, I would very specifically like to really just answer a couple big questions. The first, roll a roll a deck save first. So I will. Do it. Uh, I'm gonna use the luck point. Please
1: <laughs> no. all, all I want to say this right now, what you've described thus far, and how we are going about this. All I can think is the scene from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where they keep getting hit in the face when they're walking through the open <laughs> field. And that's that's just what I anticipate happening. Well, I don't think that's what's going to happen. If
2: you're, if you're a fan of that scene, you're going to be a fan of this roll because that's a solid <laughs> eight from your boy. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> you're going to take five points of damage as you are walking through the gate. It... Keep in mind it like it's dark out here right now, this is midnight. Galtier, your foot catches on a big rock and you fall forward and smash your face on the old cobblestone. No! Not and looking back, you see that this rock that you tripped on is like a perfectly carved statue of a rabbit. It's
2: a big sapphire shard from the heavens.
0: Uh, you wish, it's a rabbit statue.
3: Is it a rabbit um, statue with a name on the bottom that if we activate, turns into a giant flying rabbit?
0: No, but it's a rabbit that's oh. like, it, lo- it looks like a statue that was like in, it was like an in motion statue, like it was jumping or something. Mm. It is just like fallen over and is laying sort of in the middle of the path.
3: Mm. it life, size. Now, oh.
2: goddamn God damn, LePont. Jesus. Now, <laughs> who put this thing here in a path? It was me. Oh, <laughs> who are you?
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't. You just asked the um, question. I was trying to answer. Um, Sorry,
2: I
1: I sneezed, and that's what came out.
2: <laughs> it was me. That's the funny me! me. So. <laughs> oh <my laughs> um, she, Altair wants to uh, look at it. It was me. Uh, this little statue. Uh, well, I say little. It's trippable, right? So it's like I don't know, a foot or less tall. I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like a real. St- like life-sized rabbit
2: is it, statue um, deal. Is it like in the path? Like it has, you know, came from somewhere else and is just sort of lying here? Or is it like still in its, does it seem like it was constructed where it is now? Like, is it like a path marker or something?
0: Yeah, it looks like it was, If it, it, when it was new, maybe it had like a, maybe there was a platform it was on to hold it. Cause it's like in jumping motion. So there's no way that it can stand by itself. Got it. Okay. So it is sort of out of place right here.
2: Um, so I there. I'll just sort of examine it for a second. Um, and then I think probably just sort of move on and is really trying to ascertain, I think, two big questions. One, does it seem like there were people here who like, like we just sort of previously mentioned, like maybe were cut off by the maelstrom and like, you know, fucking had to starve it out on the Island or whatever. Like, is this some kind of like, Oh shit, these people were trapped and there's a horrible, like, you know, signs of, zombie apocalypse violence shit going on. Um, That and then Slash, does there seem to be any other signs of some sort of big happening? A battle? A big magical event? Like, he's looking for sort of, like, damage and bodies and signs Mm -hmm. of, like, what happened to the people here? Essentially.
0: Yeah. You want to roll a survival check?
2: I would love to. (laughs) Oof. That's a big time one. Can I give him the
1: help action? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um.
2: <laughs> Just got here, blathering on. Liza does all the work, as per usual. Uh, so that will upgrade <laughs> me to a fourteen.
0: Okay. As far as survival goes, there's walking around this village, uh, on at the bottom of the hill here. There's nothing that stands out to you about. There's nothing that stands out as like a fight, or any kind of like mm-hmm. large-scale mm-hmm. siege or anything like that. For intents and purposes, it looks like this place just got abandoned or something. So you
3: no, know, it's
0: it's tough to it's tough to tell because this has been, you know, by your best judgment, the maelstrom popped up ten generations ago. This it could have started deteriorating ten generations ago,
2: right? Babitha, you see anything through that lens of yours?
3: Oh goodness, I haven't looked for a minute. I probably should make sure there's no dragons anywhere. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I look.
0: <laughs> Babitha, what you see when you look through the lens is shocking. Oh
3: dear.
0: You see the exact same general geography that you're seeing, not through the lens. There's fewer trees and. The shacks and houses, we'll call them, in this village are much more kept. They're much nicer. Not much nicer, but they are nicer and kept. But there are dozens and dozens of echoes walking the paths.
3: Do they seem to see us?
0: At this point, they do not. Now, keep in mind that something you know about the echoes is that not. All of them will see all of you, and you won't see all of them. If that makes sense. What do they look
3: like? Like, what are their? Like, do they look like the ones that we saw in like Madrigal that are just going about their day, or do they look like the ones that were like we saw in the woods, or do they look like? Like.
0: Yeah, these ones look like they are working. They look like they. So, it's cold out where they are, and you can see the snow, and you can. It's just, it feels like there's just biting cold in the air where they all have furs on and they're all wearing as much clothing and masks as they can. And they're all carrying various weapons. Every single one of them that you see in this stage is carrying a weapon of some sort. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think that I would describe them as the same ones as in Madrigal. The ones in Madrigal seem to be a lot more at ease. And these ones here are, they're moving with purpose. Gotcha. Kind of going various directions, but definitely moving with purpose.
3: Hmm. And they're moving towards the sanctum?
0: Uh, Some of them are, yeah. Some of them are going up the hill, and then even looking around, uh, some of them are coming down from the hill.
3: And it's, it's still nighttime, yeah? Yep. Do we try to find a place for us that's safe to stay overnight, or do we try to skirt around the village by dark and rest by day?
2: I don't think we're going to have much of an advantage in the nighttime, to be honest. It seems like this island is mostly uninhabited, so Mm -hmm. the light might help us in our exploration. And uh, I I could use some rest.
1: Yes, a rest would be helpful for me as well. And I also believe light does help investigations.
3: Yes, yes, interesting point, Liza. Interesting point. We I know that was
1: probably not considered, at all.
3: So we need to find a place to sleep. Then, I mean, I suppose. I mean, unless we think the Uraka is going Uraka, the Urethra is going to touch down like tonight, and we can bunk up on there.
2: Um, Would it it be possible for us to uh, send them a message, let them know? we're going to camp and do the Volkovai exploration now that it seems immediately safe. That way they know they have at least until the morning to finish their preparations. Mm-hmm. Sure,
3: reasonable. that's fine. We can do that. Her boat's happy to help.
2: Because like, sure. we're, we're assuming that they've also been like, like th- this is the same day, right? That we like mm-hmm. set sail, got attacked, a bunch of shit happened, like, Probably wouldn't yeah. hurt to give the crew a rest as well, is yeah. my thinking. Yeah, sure. We're going to see if we can find ourselves a, a little hiding hole here. Uh, and I will try to find the, you know, least dilapidated building that is nearby.
0: Yeah, sure. Sure. So, the, I mean, there's a whole road that's just a bunch of old buildings that are falling apart. Maybe the the old residential area, as it were. And, yeah, you look around and find one that's just in the least terrible condition uh, it's definitely enough to give you shelter for the evening, and you think that any kind of wildlife that may be about will be kept out.
2: Um, does it have like a like a little hearth or something that we can light up, or do we have to go like full camp style? Like how oh, yeah, like where, how yeah. far how far is it? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, sure. It's like uh, like the portion of the roof has collapsed off on one side of this this living room in this old house, but the fireplace itself is still intact. Like the the brick and mortar of the whole thing has stayed intact through all this time. Mm. Um, and you can definitely huddle up about it yeah. around it.
2: So Gaultier will get like a little a little uh, fireplace thing going and you know, then roll out all the bed rolls and kind of get, get everybody situated.
0: As you're doing this Gaultier, you do actually hear a voice and you hear this voice walking down the road just outside of the house that you've chosen to sleep in. and looking out, you see a pair of echoes walking down the road. They're draped in this and these furs and cold weather gear with their weapons. You actually hear them talking to each other. Man, we can't keep doing this. I heard the damn bugs got Umbros in a bad way. I can't, man. This has to be it. It has to. They're saying he has a plan, though. Says they're weak. Says they're soft. Says it'll be like taking candy from a baby well we'll see anyways i just i just hate it here i hate always being so so close to bahadir it just terrifies me
2: as soon as he hears this volunteer is going to like signal to babs and liza and like you know point in his ears point out the window like listen up look out and then to, to try to signal like hey look through the lens and see if there's anything else you can see um, and then just like try to take notes on what they're saying.
3: Babitha looks through the lens.
2: Liza just kind
1: of stands there and is just like I don't have the lens I'm not the one who can hear them I'm just going to Oh no you can all hear them. I oh mean, I if can you're, hear them if, oh, okay. if you're over there. Yeah yeah, okay. yeah these
0: are these are just it's like normal people talking
1: okay. I was just like Liza just like stands there supportively. <laughs> no, Lots Liza. I guess we'll just kind of like walk over uh, and or like sneak over to where G is.
0: This is kind of fun and also really challenging. Trying to juggle two worlds that you guys can see into. Mm. It's really tough, but I'm I'm enjoying the the challenge of it looking through this the spyglass babatha it's the same thing that you saw before it's there's nothing abnormal relatively speaking compared to what you saw a bunch of echoes wandering around it's just that these two happen to for some reason have bled over into your realm where you can hear them and see their conversation it's kind of one of those things where you think if you were in the echo realm you might not have been able to hear them because other people are having conversations around. Like I said, there's dozens of echoes sort of in this space. And the only reason that you got a clear that you could hear them so clearly was because it was only the two of them walking next to each other in your realm.
3: Interesting.
2: Uh, Nick, can you, can you give me that proper noun you dropped at the end of that again?
0: Oh, oh, you want a proper noun? Uh, yeah. That would be Bahadir. You can hear them even as they are leaving your range here. They continue this conversation. Well, I I understand that it terrifies you. I mean, it terrifies me too. There there shouldn't be no no person in any of the heavens or the hells and the lights or the abyss should have any kind of control like that over a creature like that. And that's all I'm going to say about it. It's just, it's unnatural. It's preternatural. It's evil. There's something... Unhinged about it. And these two voices fade into the distance, fade into the night as you guys settle into your bedrolls with a little fire going. And, guys, we'll pick up the investigation next time on Number Son Not of a, bones.
2: a bitch. Boom! Bitch, 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 bitch!
0: Bitch and bones. Bones i
1: Upon finding the hole in the storm, oh, sorry, I, I just wanted to say the hole. Um,